Welcome to the Good Vibes Podcast with Sykes. I am your host, Jeremy Sykes. How's everybody out there doing today? I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Um, first time I've done this, I actually have a co-host here with me. We're going to talk today about getting purpose with education and parenting. And there was nobody any better I could think of to come do this with me than my most wonderful and lovely wife, Mindy. How you doing today, Mindy? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, so, you know, we continue to evolve the Good Vibes podcast because, after all, I want to give you guys value. I always want to give you something that's uh, you're going to be able to take away and do something great with. And I, you know, in my last podcast, I I promised to talk a little bit more about uh, education and how we could possibly fix the education system. And you know, keep it in mind and take with a pinch of salt that I don't have all the answers and I'm not perfect. Uh, however, I do feel like that I've got some pretty good insights on what we might be able to do to make our education system better than it currently is, get it out of the stone ages and find out how we can make, you know, help create a better possibility for our youth. Because look at it this way, when you're trying to fix things in life, what do you have to do? You have to get to the roots of things. So if you have a plant um, or something like that, you, ha- you can't fix so if the leaves are turning yellow or the stalks wilting, you know, is, is it, you know, people, oh, we got to fix the leaves or we got to fix the stem um, or maybe the soil's bad. And that's all possibilities, but it all starts at the roots and the nutrition that goes to the roots and what makes that happen. So I, I feel a lot like and believe that if we get to the roots of what's going on in our society, and I believe that that's the children and how we educate people coming up um, through our education system and through parenting, then I believe that we can create a much better outcome for our society long term and have people much better suited to take on life and not only take on life, but to understand others. And we're going to explain a little bit about how to do that today with personality and behavioral based learning. And if we get a good combination of cooperation from from teachers and school systems and through parenting, it'll be amazing over the next 10, 20, 30 years, what kind of a future we can create uh, for our culture and our society. So I, I just think these, these are really good ideas. And, and me and Mindy was talking a lot about this. So part of what I was thinking is, is there's, there's a part in the, um, in part of what I study, neuro-linguistic programming, and it helps to understand, but it's, it's a study of better behavior is basically what that is, if you're unaware. And so there's something in there called the VAK model. It's visual auditory kinesthetic. We all have a certain way that we understand and use our speech. Some of us are very visual individuals, uh, so we see things, you know, we get pictures. There's others who are auditory, they hear or they listen. And then we have kinesthetic people who feel and do. Uh, So a lot of times when we have friction in our communications with each other, what happens is we might have someone that says, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Do, do you see what I'm saying? And someone else go, yeah, I hear you. And then there's this friction because 
they, the communication levels of how we understand things as individuals get fractured and broken, and then we have misunderstanding. No, I don't think you see what I mean. Well, you just, you're not listening to me. And, and if you've ever heard people argue or do this sort of thing, this is what happens in a lot of cases is they don't even realize that they have different ways of understanding speech patterns and how they retain and project information. So because of that, that's what happens with that is they have that. Now, there's another layer to this, and me and Mindy was talking about this as well, is with, um, with your personality traits. There's four different types of personalities. Um, mine, as you can obviously tell, is expressive. Uh, we're considered blues. Expressives are people who like to talk. They're, they're boisterous. They're going to they're gonna be outgoing. They're going to be you know, gabbing. They're going to be talking. They're, they're going to be just really outgoing. Uh, then also you have what's called a red personality, which is an analytic. Now, these people tend to be more about the facts and the data, and they need lots of information. So you can't be vague with an analytic. So for me as an expressive, I can't look at my wife, Mindy, who is uh, a red analytic, and start going on and on and on and on about stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm probably starting to lose her right now because of the way I'm over explaining stuff. An analytic is much more cut to the chase, meat and potatoes, give me the data, give me the information, and execute. It's simple like that. Uh, now, these personality differences don't make people bad. It's just we have different ways that we approach our life. Uh, would you agree with that, Mindy? Yes, very much so. So it, with this being understood, there's also a couple other personality types. There is a green. These greens are called drivers. Now, these people are very driven, driven, driven. Everything is about doing. It's not about whether you succeed or fail. It's not about being expressive and telling the world. It's also not about being analytic and concentrating too much on the facts. Drivers are green, and drivers are what they are called, drivers. They go, 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 go. I ain't got no time for nothing. We, I'm doing. I've got to get things done. Win, lose, or draw. I'm going to make progress. Then we have yellows. They're called amiables. These are people that are very, uh, I don't want to say necessarily always passive, but they're, they're very calm, they're very mission-oriented, they're very patient, they're, 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 and they're slow to go ahead and absorb information, um, but not as much as an analytical, but they're, they're very purpose-based. So you have amiables, they're, they're, gonna, they're on board with the mission. Uh, they want to follow the culture and the mission and, and just and go along and make things work as a team. So they're, they're very well, very good teammate-oriented, uh, yellows are. Now, each and every one of us have a little bit of all these traits in us, but there is a dominant trait typically in over 90% of individuals where there's one that's going to stick out big time. And for me, mine happens to be a blues and expressive um, I tend, after taking personality tests, I, I fall very close to the middle, um, but I'm probably, if I, if by what I've learned, I'm the least analytic, I'm much more expressive, but I'm also very driver and amiable too. Um, however, I'm, I'm very strong expressive. Mindy, on the other hand, is very analytic and driver, so she likes the facts, but she also will work her face off to get things done. And, uh, but nonetheless, she's very team-oriented, so she has some yellow as well. And expressive is probably her least big thing. So I, I have to applaud her for coming on the podcast today. Not that she does not have those skills or talents, because she absolutely does. 
Um, but if you could explain a little bit about, you know, the, the other side of it, because there, everybody that comes onto my podcast always hears my side. Um, so if you could explain just a little bit more about what it means like to be kind of an analytic to the other side, then some of the listeners who may not be as expressive might get a lot out of this and understanding that side of it. Well, when an analytic looks at somebody that's expressive and they're saying all this stuff, oh, this is going to be great, and you're doing this and you're doing that, and they're using their hands and they're going everywhere, and and it looks like they're just looking crazy. When you mute them them out and just look at them, they're like, ah, this and that, and their hands are this way and their hands are that way. To an analytic, that seems a little annoying, honestly. Um, To me, I'm looking at you and saying, can't you stand still? Can't you sit still? Uh, An analytic is more about what's in front of them, what they can see, the facts, what I can do about those facts and how far I can pull those facts where I need them to do the things that I need to do. So if you're sitting here talking about how pretty the color of the leaves are, I'm saying who gives a crap about them leaves, how strong or how big around is the stem in the center. The analytic looks more detail-oriented in everything that they do, and I think the expressive looks at the whole bigger picture and the analytic gets annoyed at the expressive because the expressive will go outside of the box when the analytic wants to stay inside the box. Does that make sense? Yeah. To me, that makes really good sense to me. And, you know, and a lot of people's like, well, how we just recently had our 14th anniversary, wedding anniversary, and we've been together 15 years and we've known each other 16 years. Me and her has run uh, nearly a dozen businesses together. Um, We've worked together in jobs and, you know, we're partners in life. And to say it's without its challenges would be a complete lie. We work very hard on ourselves daily uh, to make sure that we understand our personality difference um, and our VAK differences. Now, to move on to that um, would would mean I'm very visual. I, I see things in pictures and slides, and I get visions and and see everything. And and you know I see everything in like pictures and movies and things like that. Mindy, on the other hand, uh, tends to be much more kinesthetic. She gets feelings. It's all about I feel this and, and, and doing and action and, you know, how things work. So uh, for her to be very strong in an analytic and kinesthetic way, there's a certain way that Mindy learns things best. So for me to help when I teach things I know to Mindy, I have to slow my pace drop the excitement a touch and, and really simmer it down and then get it down to the facts and use words like, you know, this is how it's done. This is how we work this type of situation. This is how it feels and really key it down. And when I explain things to her in an analytic kinesthetic way, then she retains and picks up the information much, much better. Um, a good example we have is when we work on our bills. Uh, Mindy sees things in a, like very much like a master accountant, and she does have some background in doing computerized accounting and stuff like that. And uh, so she handles really all of our bills because she has a, not that I'm incapable, I'm very capable, uh, but she has a, a very deep analytical sense. So she narrows everything down to every last category, every last cent, every last sensibility of the matter, which makes her a stronger personality for that type of activity. Me, on the other hand, I just need to see if we're in the green or the red. And 
If we are in the green, that's good. And if we're in the red, okay, what do we need to do about that? Now, when I sit down to do bills, um, I don't know how y'all take care of your bills or whatever, but every time we, it's payday, it's bill day. And I sit down and, like, Jeremy will come to me and say, okay, what do we got? And me, as the Reddit analytic I am, I will sit down and say, okay, this is how much is going in. And then we're taking this for this and this for that and minus this. And I'll get about three bills in and he'll be like, wait, stop. I don't care. What do we got left? See, I'm not like that. That aggravates me when he says that. As far as I'm concerned, he don't care about the bills. All he cares about is the bottom line. But that's not how he feels. Because I'm a red, that's what I put inside my head. And that could create a problem between me and him because it's not that he doesn't care. It's just he looks at it differently. I see the whole amount. I see the whole amount I got left. And that's what I got to work with. And that's how he looks at it. Me, on the other hand, I see in, I see out, out, out. I see what's left. I see what we got to work with on the side and what I need for this and what I need for that. He doesn't want to hear all that stuff because he's an expressive. He doesn't like details. He likes the overall picture. Are we in the green? Me, if he looked at me and said, Are, hey, here, here's what it is. We got this much left and that's what we got to work with. I would be lost and upset with him because I want the specifics. But he gets lost and upset with me when I give specifics because he's not that way. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and we've worked really hard throughout without the years um, so, so that it doesn't end up into you know, a battle or a debate or an argument about something that really doesn't matter when we're both getting the same results. It just turns out that we're just thinking about things a little bit different than the other, although it's the same thing, we just have a different methodology for doing it. Now, we've got that out of the way. The reason why we went in depth and explained this to you is because this is the exact main root opportunity to me with education and parenting. Here's what happens. We have a school system that is, is designed one way. It's designed for a very very much an industrial age idea. You go in, everything is dry, and it's just bell to bell. You do this, here's the bell, go to the next spot, go to the next station, go to the next station, bell, go eat, you know, not when you're hungry, just go because it's time to eat because we said so. And then it goes to the next class, to the next class, bell, go home. This was a design that was designed for an industrial age. And it was designed for factory work. It was designed for warehouse work and things of that nature. So I'm not saying in every case that is only for the analytic driver, but there are a lot of ways that it is designed for that because that is sort of, it's very, uh, actually not even so much analytic, more just a driver. Um, so explain to me kind of like a little bit of your take on, on that with the education system, Mindy. So I know that you guys do not know my background, but I have worked factories, uh, many years, actually. I worked at one factory. It was backbreaking for four years straight. And yes, the model bell to the next class, bell to the next class, eat when I tell you to your lunches at this time, you have this many minutes. That is very much so in a factory oriented way. However, I see the problem with is they give these teachers one certain thing to teach. Oh, you're going to teach this, and I don't care who you're teaching, teach it this way. 
not everybody learns the same people. We're not that way anymore. We never were that way. Yes, factory work, bell, 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 break, break, go back to the line, break, break, go back to the line. That's how the schools work, but we're teaching everybody the same way. I was taught by expressive teachers, and I had a massively difficult time in school because I'm an analytic. I'm a red. When I see the flamboyant teacher up there going crazy and wailing her arms everywhere, I'm thinking she done something extra before her school came in session. You know what I'm saying? In my eyes, give me the facts. Give me what I need to know. I'll pass. But that's not an expressive teacher. An expressive teacher goes above and beyond, explains an extra amount, an extra more that I feel is garbage that I don't need because I'm an analytic red. Expressive don't feel like it's garbage because that's important to them, but to an analytic, I just want meat and potatoes, people. That's all I need. But I was getting more in school than I needed, getting more than the meat and potatoes I needed, Therefore, it made it an even bigger struggle for me that way because I had an expressive blue teacher and I was an analytic red, which, as Jeremy and I know, that is not easy. It takes both people working massively hard to make that work, and a teacher that doesn't love you is not going to take the massive extra time to make it work when they don't even understand it themselves. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and I was the same way. I had teachers that were very dry and analytic and I'm just like, come on, come alive, do something. You know, it's just like, I just want to take a nap, uh, you know, just, you know, just stick my head in the sand. It was just God awful. And those are the classes I struggled in. However, if I had teachers that were super expressive or, or very amiable, uh, you know, I, I learned in a lot better way like that. Cause I was always very team oriented, working together, cooperating and just super, you know, expressive. So that worked better for me in those classes. I typically were straight A's in because I was I was engaged. I was really into what I was doing. Uh, so what we got now is we've got the school system that has this one size fits all thing that's teaching to an age of what is not real anymore. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there's not a place for that type of teaching or that we shouldn't still do some of that. We very well should. But here's the idea that I have. So what we do is in elementary school, they want to do all this testing and screening. Uh, oh, how smart are they? How smart are they? Let's not worry about how smart somebody is because that, you know, that's subjective. What we need to be worried about, if they want to do all this testing and analysis and all this crap, here's what I would recommend. I would recommend that we first find out what kind of personality are these children? Okay, you're going to have four different types of personalities. You're going to have kids that are going to have a strongest personality trait. So then what we do is we, in a positive way, segregate that. We're going to put certain children who are analytics, you know, into a class. Because I don't know, you know, I'm 42 years old, and here's the way classes were when I was in school. We had the A class, you know, like say if I was in seventh grade, they had a 7A, a 7B, and a 7C. And this is basically what that meant. I was in 7A classes. I was fortunate enough. I was pretty smart, and I understood stuff. I had a lot of expressive teachers, so I excelled in that way. I was in 7A class, and here's what I was told. I was like, well, what's 7B and 7C? Oh, well, the 7B class are the average students, and the 7C class are the slow kids. And I thought, what the hell does that mean? That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. 
that happens just it's it's moronic. It's I, I think also just because they're slower, you think that they don't know. So you got to teach them slower. Bullshit. That's stupid, and it don't make any sense. I was in the seven C class. You know why? I was analytic, being taught by an expressive. It's not how slow you are. It's who's teaching and what kind of personality each person has and how you learn from that person. Don't think you're slow just because you got a different personality teaching you. It might just be you need the right color personality with your color. Exactly. So instead of doing that, because this is the argument I've got when I've presented this to people. They're like, oh, well, we don't have the funding to, to, to segregate the teachers in that way. We're already doing it. And you've got special education teachers and, and IEP teachers and all this stuff. It's like, let's cut this crap. Let's cut all this crap out and let's say, hey, we've got a teacher that teaches the analytics. We have a teacher that teaches the expressives, the drivers, and the amiables. We find out what makes these kids tick and how they learn. And then instead of having seven A, B, and C, you have seven analytic seven expressive, seven amiable, seven driver. Or seven blue, seven yellow, seven green, seven red. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And then you, you now, you have teachers who are naturally, as they're hired for the job, that's how they're hired is based off of their personality and their learning style. So if you have someone like Mindy, she's going to teach... Kids that are reds. They're, she's going to teach analytic children, and she's going to reach them on a deeper level, which is going to appeal to them. And when there's an appeal there, they're going to be more fired up. And when they're more fired up, they're going to be productive. And I'm not talking about your damn degree or any of that stuff. I'm not discounting that and saying that that's not worthwhile because it absolutely is. I'm talking, let's go to a deeper level of human uh, human behavior and give and take and understanding how you get things from other people. It's, it's not rocket science. It's underst people understanding people, and you've got to match people up correctly. There is not a one-size-fits-all for this shit. You've got to get it to where analytics are learning from analytics, expressives, expressives, that sort of thing. Here's a great example for you. As much as Jeremy and I's daughter looks a lot like me, she is totally the same as Jeremy. She is a complete blue. She's very expressive. And I'm red analytic, as you already know. And uh, we homeschool our daughter. I stay at home and I homeschool her. When we first started doing homeschool, it was all over the place. I hate to even admit that, but if I want to be true to it, it was um, arguments a lot, never understanding. She always had questions, didn't quite understand me, didn't get what I was saying. And, of course, me as a red, I'm standing here going, how could you not understand me? I just don't get it. And then I learned the different personalities, the different VAKs, everything, and I was like, wow, okay. Then I started talking her language. You see that? You see what I'm saying, don't you? Look at it this way. Look at it that way. Hey, see that? See how you did that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the arguments disappeared. She asked less questions. She understood more. And it was like revelation to me. It was a whole new world that opened me up to happiness I never knew existed, honestly. I, I was miserable teaching her, and it switched with a dime. It, I swear it did. It couldn't have been any more from 
darkness to daylight, black to white, uh, blue to red. It was crazy. She had zero questions, hardly. She was getting everything. She was passing everything, and she was having a lot more fun in school. And if I would have known that right in the beginning, we would have never had the issues. But I was never taught that. I had to seek that information out. School didn't teach me that. I always grew up thinking I was the slow kid in class. I always grew up thinking I didn't know as much as the other person. And when I got older, I just thought, well, I just didn't know school stuff, you know. But I'm pretty common sense smart. And then when I started teaching my daughter, it all changed, every bit of it. And I realized that it wasn't me. It wasn't how much or how little I knew based off school. It had everything to do with how much or little I knew about different personalities, about different traits that people have. I didn't realize any of that before. And I, I so wish I would have because my life would have been different 20, 30 years ago. But my school didn't teach that. And I'm pretty sure yours didn't either. I think we ought to have one that does, at least at some point in our lives. we got to make the world better at some point, and this is where it all starts. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And we noticed a real huge difference, um, you know, as I learned some of that stuff, and me and Mindy talked about it together, it was, it, it was profound. I, I, I was like, look, I was like, I think I've got something figured out, and I want to share it with you. So we talked about it a little bit, and... So it was so funny. I gave an example. I was like, watch this. And our daughter was upstairs in our house at the time, and she started to come downstairs. I was like, I want you to watch something. She's extremely visual, and I'm going to throw her off. And she came downstairs and said something to me, and I said, I hear what you're saying. And she gave me the dirtiest look and turned around and stomped away and stomped upstairs. And Mindy looked at me like, I can't believe this crap. I actually started laughing. I was just so mesmerized by the fact that someone could get irritated by saying, you hear that when... They're visual. You should have said, did you see that? She was visually pissed off. Oh, I mean, very. very. She looked at him like, I can't believe that you had the nerve to even say that to me. And she walked away from him and just didn't even act like he said a word to her. Yeah. And, and I wanted to prove that point because I really thought this would be something that could help. So then when she came back downstairs a little bit later on, she said she got over it and she said something to me. And I said, I see what you mean, sweetheart. And she just smiled at me real big and came, gave me a hug and then went back upstairs. And Mindy's like, holy shit. I almost can't freaking believe this, you know? And, and I'm like, I think we're on to something. I was like, so let's try this. Try this with her school. Because here's the deal. I would teach her some days, you know, uh, when, when I was not at my job. And I would teach her. And Mindy's like, how do you make it work so well with her? And this is before I understood this principle. And I said, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't have any problems with her. We go through a day. She learns. She's happy. She's done by noon every day. And Mindy's like, well, it's four o'clock and she's still three quarters of the way done. And it's like pulling teeth and this is horse shit. What are you doing different? So we figured it out. And you know what's so funny? In the beginning, he's like, well, she's just more like me. And it just works that way. And that's pretty much what we thought in the beginning. But when he started learning the stuff, and it actually opened my eyes to, to look and see, wow, 
we are that. She looks so much like I did at her age, but she is nothing like me. Nothing. And as much as I want to go, oh, yeah, my daughter's a spitting image of me and be patting myself on the back, she's not. And we all have to understand our kids might not be like us. You might be one of the lucky ones, like my husband. His daughter's exactly like him in the blue aspect. And they get along great and they understand each other. But what if you're not? What? Just what if, stay with me, you're like me and your kid's like my daughter? What are you going to do then? You're just going to say, oh, they just don't understand and they're a dumb kid? No, you're not. Nobody wants to say their kid's dumb because no kid is dumb as long as they're taught right. You have to make sure you know your model, their model, and know how to work from one to the other to make it work if you're different models. Because I'm telling you, two models don't make a right unless both are working at it. And if one of them's a kid and the other one's an adult, that adult better be working double time, baby. That's it. I mean, and it's, that's a really good point because, you know, this transcends and this gets into the into the parenting side of it. Um, you know, we, we have a hybrid of education and um, parenting in our house. But even if you don't homeschool your kids, if you're having friction right now with your children at home and you want to help them to understand something better, think about the differences. Think about, pay attention to the words that they use. Are they using C words? Are they using visual words? Are they using auditory words like listen and hear and sound? Are they using kinesthetic words like do and feel and touch and, and that sort of thing? So that's, that's the first part to figure out to get around that. And I'm going to tell you what, you would be surprised at how much this helps when you're helping your children with homework. Holy shit, man, it's awesome. You, you get around so much of the crap that's just distracting and keeping the main thing away from the main thing that if you if you learn to do this you're going to be shocked out of your mind um, and I promise you I guarantee you try it uh, there's not too many things I'll put a guarantee on and and I'm not saying it's overnight but if you do this consistently over a period of time I'm willing to bet that you will about crap your pants when you when you see the results of it because here, here here you know here's the thing number one you got to understand what are you how are you talking what kind of personality are you? And if not, there's definitely ways you can go online. There's lots of free personality tests. Take a few different ones. Answer the questions honestly. Be very honest. And, and see where you're at with things. What kind of a learner are you? Are you... Are you an analytic? Are you an expressive? Are you a driver? Are you amiable? You got to figure that part of it out. And then the next part of it is, then you got to figure out well, what kind of VAK model? Are you visual? Are you auditory? Are you kinesthetic? Now don't half-ass do this. Like really take a day and figure this stuff out for yourself because then once you figure it out for yourself, you can help the people around you, your coworkers your boss, your, your spouse, your children, your friends, you will be amazed at how much better of a communicator you will be. And then if you can become understandable and adaptable, then when people are talking to you in a way that pushes you the wrong way, you can take a deep breath and say, wait a minute, they're not trying to be a dick to me. Maybe I'm just not understanding what they're saying or what they mean. And if I would just be patient and see if I can understand what kind of personality are they and what VAK model are they talking to me in, then you can understand someone that doesn't understand what you do and you can become the expert communicator and then you have the world in your hands. 
Yeah, and also, I also want to hit on this for you, too. Just because your siblings are one thing doesn't mean that you're that one thing either. I was very, very surprised when I started looking after I found out I was a red and I was more analytic. I started looking because I have two brothers, one older, one younger. Believe it or not, neither one of my brothers are like me, and they're both different from each other, too. All three of us are different, and all three of us came from the same two parents. Very weird. I'm more like a red-green, and one of my brothers is more a yellow-green, and my other brother is more like a green-red, so or a yellow-red. But we're all three different. And we do different ways, even though we were raised by the same parents. We were all three in the same house. Um, our parents were together our whole life until my mom passed away when I was an adult. So don't think just because your brother or your sister would be a massive blue expressive and you're a weird one because you're the red analytic, that doesn't mean anything. You're still different people, even though you have partly the same genes inside your body. You are totally different personalities, and that's where these things come into play. It's more personality-based and who the person is versus where they came from. So don't let where you came from base off of what you look at on the VAK and all the colors of your personality because that is not, not at all what you're supposed to be looking at. Solely VAK blues, red, green, yellow, don't look at any person to see what you're at because everybody's different. Yeah, and that's totally right. So so as that all translates back, um, you know, into the personal part of your life, as we take that back into the education, so my idea is is that we we start with the young children and we match teachers up with personalities, and then those teachers can be trained to understand the VAK model. So if a teacher is strictly a, a, an amiable, for example, then that teacher needs to learn the VAK models. So that way, when she gets into her classroom and she's teaching her children, she can begin to find out what type of VAK she has. She already knows that she has all the amiable kids in her class because she's an amiable. So she already knows she's got an advantage to help communicate with these children to help them learn better. So then what happens after that is she begins to determine which kids in her class are visual, which ones are auditory, which ones are kinesthetic, so that she can communicate to them better on a whole. And then what happens from there is as she has little breakout groups to do activities, she can put the visual kids in a little group, the auditory kids in a little group, and the kinesthetic kids in a little group, and they're going to learn more. So that way, if we have visual kids, you can do the slides and the pictures with the visual kids. You can do the listening and the, the audio books and the things like that with the auditory kids and their breakout groups. And the kinesthetic kids, you can have doing and feeling activities. And I'm telling you, I would be willing to bet the rest of my life on it that it's an improvement over our current situation. I would, and I don't, I'm not telling you I know everything or that it would be the perfect model, but gee whiz, how could this not be a much better model going forward in our society? Let's go even further than that, just a tad bit. Let's say we have the teacher, the big teacher at the top, that knows all the, the 
personalities and the personalities and then you've got your all your class with the different types of personalities and you've already done breakout groups you got your little kinesthetic group you got your little visual group you got your little analytic group let's go a little bit further and say okay our students that are higher up in the grades and almost graduated they need a like a little internship in, in it so what we're going to do is we're going to pull the higher grade kids down and get them in the internship with these small group, small groups of other kids still learning all of this and give them their hours in it, say, I'm a junior in this. Let's just all intents and purposes here for the study. Jeremy's the teacher. We got our breakout rooms, and I'm the higher-up kid that's about ready to graduate, and I'm needing my internship. So I come into Jeremy's class, and I say, okay, Jeremy, you got these breakout rooms. I'm red kinesthetic. Where's your red kinesthetic group? I'll stay with them, and I'll be the leader of that group to help lead the way. And now you've got a kinesthetic one. You've got an expressive one. You've got a more auditory one, and you've got a an older child that the, the younger kids can look up to that are just like them personality-wise. They look up to them, which means they will learn even harder from them because they're having more fun because they understand from the older kid that they understand more about. And then Jeremy, as the teacher of the whole, can kind of put his little input and go around to each little group and put his little input in in his way toward them the way he knows how to say it to give his added little amount of bonus in there to make the kids le learn even more. Who says that just one person knows it all? Why not get an older kid with the intern with the teacher teaching each group that way the group excels at a massive speeding rate because I don't care who you are. You match the right one with the right other one, and you got success all the way. And, and it's a really good point because then as these kids get older, you can begin to teach them there is different personality types. This is why you're in different classes. And then what this begins to do is it teaches kids to communicate better with adults and other children so that there's a deeper level of understanding. And when there's that deeper, deeper level of understanding, we are now growing from the roots a much more well-rounded human being and then also what mindy was talking about about the older kids coming down and helping be a group leader with the younger kids that's also teaching leadership skills and my gosh could you imagine if we do this for 20 30 40 years what in the world how would this not be the coolest education system on the planet our country would excel at such a high rapid rate that no matter what kind of news throws at you no matter what kind of propaganda throws at you we're all getting along because all of us know each other how about that yeah and our country's double what it is now which makes it wonderful <laughs> and, and you know and i'm sure that the government likely does not want that but that's a whole different subject for a different day all i'm talking is i'm a solution-oriented guy mindy is a solution-oriented gal we just want what we feel like is best for everybody. It's not just about us. It's about everybody collectively as a group. It's about giving value and being the best that you can be and passing something great on to the next generation. Because guess what? The universe is not you and your time period. You're just one chapter of that. And why not be 
the greatest damn chapter in the book that started a freaking revolution that changes everything for the better. That made earth kind of shadowy and opened it to a bright new world that nobody knew before us or very little people knew before us. And we can make everybody know. And then if everybody knows, communication gets better. The love gets bigger. Everybody respects each other way more than they did. And there's less arguments because we understand each other a whole lot more than we ever did before. I, I totally agree with that. So, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that you guys have got and gals have gotten a lot of value from this today. Uh, this is definitely a first time for me having a co-host on. So I, I, I thank you so much. Uh, Mindy, my wife, my love of my life, and my best friend for coming on my show today and, and helping lend some of your incredible expertise to this. Um, this is stuff, you know, like that we talk about and, you know, we don't talk about people. We talk about ideas. We talk about progress and how to make this world better. And it all starts with the roots, you know, and we have to work on ourselves too, yes. But if we can get to the roots and the roots are our youth and we can get things situated in a much better manner that makes more sense and gets the communication and the leadership lines open, then, man, there's just so many great things that we can do. So I just uh, want to thank you up. And wrapping everything up, is there anything else you want to tell anybody, Mindy? Just remember, people, the only thing we got is each other. The more we can understand about each other, the more grateful we'll be and the more we'll all get along and make this world a better place for everybody that comes after us. And there will be a lot more after us. You have to realize at least that. Let's make this world better together. Absolutely. So I want to thank everybody for coming out to Good Vibes with Sykes today. I'm Jeremy Sykes, and this is my lovely wife, Mindy Sykes. Uh, we wish you well, and as always, our life mantra is be that Vita Bellator, be that life warrior, believe, build, conquer your life, and own it. There's still a lot of daylight left today, so go out, get after it, practice these things, learn these things, build, believe, build, and conquer these things, and you will be amazed at how life will change and spread the word. Uh, definitely share this podcast out with everybody and let's get this around. Take care, everybody. Believe, build, and conquer and have a great day. Take care. The Sykes is out. Yeah.